to episode 81 of Reboot Already Underway. I'm one of your hosts, Jacob Lacey, joined again today, as always, by David, master of the Baja Blaster, Becker. Yeah, what's up, ladies and gents? Ladies and gents, not joining us this week because finals. <laughs> Aaron. Is Aaron. I'm, Huckleberry Han. Oh, 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 God, okay. <laughs> sure, we'll go with it this he, week. He's not here to... He's not here to say no, so... <laughs> yeah, that makes it okay automatically. <laughs> um, No, yeah, Aaron's not here. It's been a hot minute since David and I have done a Just a Us show. It's been a... It actually hasn't been as long as I think we have. Or as long as we think it has been. I know words. Now, David, I wanted to mention this. I wanted to bring this up first. A couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, when you missed last time... I had okay. a whole thing I wanted to start the show with because I had a revelation that I think you would be interested in knowing about. Tell me. Um, so the Mountain Dew Holiday Brew. Yes, I told you about it. Yeah, I had it. I tasted it. You So you tasted the Code Red? <sighs> See, I thought it tasted just like normal Mountain Dew. Really? I thought it yeah. tasted like Code Red. I was like, this is just kind of Code Red. See, it's certainly, <coughs> it's certainly a combo, right? Like, you can, yeah. you can taste little hints, but I was like, if I'm going to drink this, I'm just going to drink a regular Mountain Dew. Now, that flavor that you're holding right there. Yes, this tell the flavor. Audience, that's a good one. I've not tried it yet because it's in my hands. Uh-huh. Yesterday, I tried the... It was like, it was like a tropical rush. Have you okay. seen that one? What color is that one? Is that yellow? Yellow. I've yeah, not, I've not tried it. I've seen it. It's wild. It's wild. really good. Okay, I'll really good. I was like, "Oh, I should drink this." But yeah, welcome to your Mountain Dew cast for the week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know what? We don't have Daddy Aaron around to be like, "Go to bed at uh, this certain time." Uh, Do your chores. I, I'm not gonna call Aaron Daddy. Let's let's just move past that. <laughs> we don't like Daddy Aaron. Can his can Aaron's intro be Aaron Daddy? Huh? <laughs> like let's talk about let's not talk about milk aaron always tells me i can't talk about milk on gateway to cinema and i try and talk about milk a lot i don't even drink milk but my now this here's my theory from the evil dead is i ask does he drink the milk that comes out of the severed demon arms it's probably not milk but i maybe it's demon milk it's See, David's on my side, Aaron. If you're listening to this, probably not. I don't know. Uh, if you are, I'm sorry I called you daddy. Uh, this week, guys, <laughs> we have a great show for you. We're going to talk about <laughs> like the best worst movie of all time for Bad Movie of the Week. Um, we're going to introduce our new segment, uh, kind of new. It's uh, We're going back to a classic uh, for our revolving segment uh we're also going to talk about the disaster artist for upcoming movies of the week dropping my pen all around but first we're going to be talking about something that david brought to the table this week david what's this main topic this week the main topic this week jake let me tell you about it Mm -hmm. it is movies you can't watch all the way through in one sitting now 
it's very open because yeah. you can take this from a lot of different perspectives. So, Jay, I'm going to let you start. What is a movie that you cannot sit through all the way through in one sitting? I, I took this in two different ways for my two choices. Okay. So, my first one I'm going to start with is Green Room. Green Room. And that's like the, the gnarly one, right? Yeah, <laughs> Green Room is horribly violent. Like, not horror. Like, it's a good movie. It's a great movie. But, oh my god, it's too much to handle sometimes. Like, I physically felt myself getting sick watching this movie. <laughs> so at one point, Ooh. I was just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take like 10 minutes. I'm going to come back. And I'm going to finish this movie. But I just, I couldn't watch it all the way through. And it's not that I don't love seeing arms getting torn up. I don't, I don't love that. But it's not that I don't. That's not the reason. It's just that when there's so much of it, you just need to cool it for a couple minutes. You know what I mean? Like other examples of this. I don't know. The Green Room really is like one of the most disturbing films I've ever seen. Like it's, it's messed up. What? Side note: What do you think the most gruesome movie you've ever seen is? Why not just say that for another topic, or but, do you want to? Eh, let's just dive into it now. Aaron, you missed two topics. That's what you get for being responsible and doing school stuff. <laughs> um, it doesn't have to I be like a deep. Dive. I don't even know. Top like... of your head. Huh? Just top of your head. Like, what What do you think of? I So, gr- one of the most gory movies? Yeah, like, disturbingly gruesome. Like, it's too much. Not like, like Logan, where it's like, okay, this is cool gruesome. <laughs> yeah. Because there's a distinction that needs to be made there, I guess. I think it has to be the Silent Hill, like, from two, 2000. Because, like, that's, that's the only movie I remember... And I was younger, being like, oh, like, that's just, like, downright, because it's, like, this downright creepy-looking, like, monster thing, but then it's, like, bloody, and, like, things are, like, being ripped off from it. It's just, it's just very unpleasant and unsettling to look at. Yeah. And I remember there's this one scene in the bathroom, like, she needed to get this key, but, like, the key was in, like, the guy's mouth, so she had, like, reaching the, I was like, ugh, like... I don't know why that scene sticks with me. So, like, but. the Silent Hill movies aren't great, but they are, like, some of the closest in adaptation from the games. Yeah. Because there's something, like, exactly like that in either Silent Hill 2 or 3. I can't remember which one. I think it's 2. Um, but yeah, The Fog. It's, uh, it's creepy. Anyway, that's mine. Uh, green Room to start. <laughs> yeah, excuse me, Internet. You gotta sneeze, Sorry. everyone. Has anyone ever sneezed on this podcast? I feel like someone must have. I that usually mute myself, but that was a quicker. All right, David, what's your what's your pick? Your first pick. Um, so my first pick is gonna be a little movie called Dance Flick. Oh my god! I think we it's might one... have already talked about Dance Flick, but all right. For movies yeah, that we yeah, walked out of. But I mean, you've already you've already. You've already, uh... That's alright, that's alright. So I know. I'm okay. gonna bring up Dance Flick again. You know what? Hoisted by my own petard on that one. Alright. So, I choose Dance Flick because... Dance Flick is one of those crappy movies where... They take a whole bunch of movies from, like, that year... Or that genre, and they just make fun of them. Yeah. 
And it's not good. So I remember I was sitting in this movie theater, and one of the main plot lines was this girl was so small, and then this dance instructor had such a big vagina that she could beatbox with her vagina lips. Like, that was a main plot line to this movie. And then and then she keeps going, you're so small, I've considered tampons bigger than you. I'm like, what are we talking about? Like, they're not even dancing. You're just, you're just making fun of this woman's enormously large vagina. And then, like, ten minutes later, they actually start dancing, and then there's this pregnant girl, and she, like, does this dance move where she spins on, the, on her belly, but then the baby pops out, and then the baby's dancing. Like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and I was like, 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 could you, like, you're imagining it, imagining what I just described right now, aren't you? Oh yeah, totally, totally. It's, it's not, it's not like you'd be like, why, why are, <laughs> is this happening? Why is this woman giving birth while dancing? Yeah, because it's a movie, David. <laughs> they have to, they have to have something spectacle worthy. Oh my god. Oh, okay. Is that all you got to say about Dance Flick? Yeah, I don't want to say a lot about Dance Flick, so, okay. yeah. Well, I'll, I'll talk about my second one here, and then. Uh, this is, I have two that I'm choosing between as we squeak, but I think I'm going to go with, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just said as we squeak. <laughs> uh. I think I'm going to go with, Sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I want to go with the movie that I didn't take a break in between because I was in a theater and I couldn't. Uh, but I would really like to have. I would really had liked to just stop this movie halfway through and be like, I'll watch the other half another day. Uh, a Cure for Wellness. Oh. From this year. Now, really? A Cure for Wellness isn't like a garbage movie. There's some decent stuff in it, but it's so long. It's like almost three hours, and a lot of the plot points are recycled. So a lot of the times you're like, hey, I feel like we've already been over this. I'm going to leave. You're not going to leave. I'm going to leave. We won't let you leave. I'm going to try to leave. Oh, maybe I'll stay. Oh, now I'm going to leave again. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. I just, I felt like halfway, there's a certain point in that movie that I don't really want to spoil. It's still, it's still a 2017 movie. I'll wait. But there's a certain point in that movie where I'm like, okay, split it. Give us an intermission. Let me figure out what's wrong with my life and then let me go back into this movie. Indeed. So that's my that's my pick for that. Uh, again, didn't... I mean, you can watch it all the way through. Not recommended. It is almost three hours long. I did it, and I was a little bit weird. Yeah. Okay, never mind. I'm not going to say it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. But... So, my second movie and it's gonna be hated among well, I'm gonna be hated among my my peers, my viewers. 
is the first Harry Potter movie. Oh, man. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about uh-huh. the chess scene. Let's okay. talk about it. the internet. chess scene. It's great. It's not great. It is too. Ron's, Ron's like, oh, my gosh, we need to play chess. I'm like, well, this is a okay plot point. Okay. And then <laughs> this is he's like, oh. Okay. I was like, I, if, I guess we're going to do this. I'm like, whatever. So Ron's just sitting on this piece, and he's, like, thinking, oh, my gosh. And then, like, the first, like, his little kids, like, when the first piece gets destroyed, they're all like, oh, yeah. oh no. Like, we could it's die. Magical. I'm like, huh? It's magical, and it's filled with wonder. Why do you hate Harry Potter so much? I think it's a joke <laughs> of the series. Yeah, okay. But... And then so, in order to win the game, Ron has to, like, supposedly, yeah, he has to ride the knight. And they're like, oh, no, he's going to die. I'm like, he's not going to die. He can get off the knight. It's like, he can't, like, like this whole plot, like, the whole plot point, this, like, suspense that they're trying to build is not there. They're like, he's not going to make it. And then, like, oh, my gosh, Ron sacrifice and literally just pops up, like, this is, like, the worst idea ever. Like, like it just. Like, he's obviously inter- not dead. Yeah, it, and I'm just like, why do people like like this movie? I don't know. Now, I don't like it. I will say, they do it... I, I especially am like, uh, on that scene. Because Hermione stays behind to, like, help Ron. And I'm like, eh, I don't know how I feel about that. Now, in the book, each one of them, ha- each one of them has, like, this single task that they're really great at. And... Ron has, like, Harry has, like, the broomstick flying, and then Ron has the chess, because he's, like, the best at chess, and then Hermione, after that, when they get, he gets hurt, they're like, hey, we still have to go, we have to stop Voldemort. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Why would you leave, why would you stay behind? Like, if he's dead, he's dead. You kind of have to keep going. <laughs> but then she has, like, a, a potions, uh, I, think, I believe it's, like, a potions trial or something that she has to stay behind for. Um, so it's kind of like, and that way it's like whittling down the team to where it's just Harry and that makes more sense. But in the movie, yeah, it's just like, Ron got hurt. I guess you have to go alone now. <laughs> like, oh, wait, I'm going up against like the most powerful dark wizard of all time. Like, why are we doing this? You got it. You're good. You get, you're 11. You can do this. <laughs> so yeah, I feel you. I feel you there. It is pretty long. Harry Potter 1 and 2, especially 2, is way too long. And I, all the movies, I enjoy. I like them. But 2, I just... Oh, I don't think I can rewatch 2. Because even the Which second, one's 2? Uh, Chamber of Secrets. Mm. Yeah, even the nope. book is like, this is good, but it's just the first book again. Whereas all the other books continue to add to the world and like the lore and stuff. So, I understand that. I could talk about Harry Potter all day. I'm not going to. <laughs> We're going to keep going. Yeah. We're going to be talking about the upcoming movies of the week. Let's get the one out of the way first. Let's talk quickly about November Criminals. Um, Tell me about this movie because I know nothing. I watched the trailer for it. It's like a young adult mystery movie. The only reason there's of any note to it is that Ansel Elgort from uh, Baby Driver is in it. And they shifted all of their marketing 
to look exactly like Baby Driver. Like, it's embarrassing. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. Like, their posters just look like a rip-off Baby Driver poster. Not the same kind of movie, oh. even. So, all of a sudden, you see Ansel just, like, throw on headphones. Like, <laughs> so why, why does he need headphones? Oh, he likes music. He, he really likes music. And, yeah, here, let me pull up the poster for you so you can see, because it, it looks like a... Yeah, here we go. Let me see this bad boy. I, I don't like the new Flickster layout. Like, it doesn't crash anymore, at least. But it's the yellow. Yeah. You see that? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's a guy and a girl who's played by yeah. Chloe Grace Moretz uh, standing in the exact same way that Baby and Deborah stand in the Baby Driver yeah. poster. Like it, it's, internet, it's true because you can't see it, but I can right now and oh. it is spot on. Uh, I forgot to mention there, there's another movie coming out this week, so let's talk a little bit about that one. A movie I'm very excited to see, I, Tanya. Um which is the real-life story of Tanya Harding, uh, the figure skater, and uh, how she tried to have her rival killed. So, oh, yeah. who? Yeah, isn't... Um... Marco Robbie. Is the yes. Movie. Yes. Um, interesting to see her performance. Me too. There's a lot of talk uh, for her getting a Best Actress nom from this movie. So I'd be very interested to see if that uh, comes along. And uh, also, just a really interesting, weird story to tell. Um, also, Sebastian Stan's in it. So. Yeah, that like it's kind of weird to think that like it's real life, like that happened. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's extremely messed up. Um. All right. Uh, a dark comedy too. So that's always on my radar uh speaking of comedies uh, a movie that's sort of a comedy and a drama some might even call it a dramedy welcome at the disaster not a, not a comma no no comma oh disappointing no well, all right. it's just comedy drama not comedy comma drama <laughs> i no, i know what you're saying <laughs> um the disaster artist yeah uh, the make or the movie about the making of the room, one of the worst movies of all time. David and so, I watched the trailer for this today. Um, so excited! I so yeah, I remember I saw a trailer for um, this movie. I was like, okay, it's got Seth Rogen, it's got James Franco. They always do something weird, and isn't Dave Franco in it as well? Yeah, Dave Franco plays. Uh, Mark, the guy who plays... Mark, Dave Franco plays the guy who plays Mark. <laughs> there we go. And so, like, I was like, okay, like, I'm kind of interested. But then, I realized what this movie truly can be because of the original movie that it's based off of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and now that I can fully understand the concept and everything and the... It's wild. We're definitely going to be talking more about this movie in an upcoming segment so yes excited but of course it's a great cast it's the same cast that is in all of their movies they just have like this the way i like to think of seth rogan and james franco is that they're the better version of adam sandler 
where Adam Sandler just has his buddies. And, and, and who? You Adam, gotta find someone else. Adam Sandler, Kevin James, I guess, would be the second. Sure, sure. Um, because they just have this group of friends who just all make these movies together. And there are misses. James Franco, Dave Franco, or Seth, James Franco and Seth Rogen have had misses, but a lot of them are home runs. Um, so I'm very excited for this. James Franco, Seth Rogen, Dave Franco, uh, Hannibal Buress, uh, Brian Cranston, Zoe Dutch, Zach Efron, Nathan Brian Cran Brian Cranston and Zach Efron are in this? Yeah. Josh Hutcherson, uh, Christopher Mintz Plassi. Is Brian Cranston going to be the... The, the psychologist? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that would be perfect. Sharon Stone is an well, and and then and then it switches to Zach Efron halfway through. Oh, that would be great, dude. If they got Mark Ruffalo, that would be amazing. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited. The, the critics' consensus at 95% is, "Oh hi, Mark, the disaster artist." This is a surprisingly poignant and charming movie about a movie that explores the creative process with unexpected delicacy. So. I'm excited. Cheers. Movies about movies. Always a big fan of those. So so is the Academy. So I'm hoping for a Best Picture nom. We'll see. I don't know, but we'll see. Um, I want to see it before I say it could be Best Picture. Yeah. I just want them. I, I just want the irony of the worst movie ever spawning one of the best movies of the year. Like, that would be amazing. So. I just want to say I would love to see Seth Rogen, James Franco get up and accept the nominate. Like, <laughs> yeah, that we were real high when we thought of this idea, <laughs> but we did it. We made a movie about a movie, <laughs> and y'all loved it. Now, I'm, like that's you can know you it see would go like that too? <laughs> that's the way it would go. Oh my god. Okay, so let's move on then. Those are all the upcoming movies of the week. Let's move on. To the what have we been watching segment this week. David, you've been watching some stuff. I've been watching some of that Game of Thrones. All right. I am on season seven of Game of Thrones, mm. the final season until season eight, which is the actual final season. But So the final season that has premiered. Right. And Jake, you got to get on this bandwagon. You know, you know what? No, what? You don't have to be on the bandwagon. You just have to watch the show because right <laughs> now, like I think, yeah, I think that this is one of the the most complete. TV. Like you know how Aaron always talks about Breaking Bad is like one like the complete TV show, mm -hmm. like perfectly written, mm -hmm. and like I can agree with him on uh, very strongly on that. Okay, I believe that Game of Thrones is at that level of complete right now. Okay. I, I don't I, I don't know how season seven is gonna end, but like right now, just like everything has been so well thought out, has been so well planned. Mm-hmm. It's great. I mean I I I watched the first season, man, and I was just like, okay, I get it. I don't know. I I might go back one day but probably not for a while. Not until after the 2017 movie race is done with Aaron. Um, but Like, and it changes from what season one is, because there was a no, lot, like, a lot. no fantasy yeah. elements in the first season. 
which I hear there's a lot of uh, moving forward from there. Um, yeah. Don't want to really say. There's certain aspects that affect the story, but I'm just going to let it be. Yeah, yeah, let it be. I might watch it one day. We'll see how that goes. All right. Watch anything else this week? Uh, the bad movie of the week. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil it, but yeah. yeah. Otherwise, nothing really. They can probably guess at this point, but yeah. No, that's uh, that's your choice. Okay, that, um, that's your choice. That's not what I meant to say. <laughs> uh, is that all you want? Week. Yeah, very. As see, Aaron's doing homework right now for his finals. I have also been doing a crap ton of homework. School. Uh, so, <laughs> I guess I'll talk about the things that I watched this week. Uh, not too many things. I want to mention The Room. Not The Room. <laughs> the Wall. <laughs> this is what I meant to say. There are walls in rooms. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, The Wall. Uh, Aaron talked about it last week, and he was like, yeah, it's pretty all right. I think I'm a little more favorable to it than he was. Um... But it, I agree. There are moments where it drags. Uh, but I think Aaron Tyler Johnson's performance is what really sells it. Uh, it's, I don't know where he's from, but my God, he has like a great Southern accent, like deep South. Like he can mm-hmm. nail it. Um, and John Cena. I mean, John Cena's good in this movie. I'm not going to lie. Like he has... He has some good moments, believable moments. I don't think that I can watch this movie because the entire time we'll be like, you can't see him. So, like, it's not that big of a deal. That was, won't be able to shoot him. That was difficult. I will say that was difficult. I was like, where is he supposed to be? I don't know where I'm supposed to be looking in this scene. Is he up close? Is he far away? Like, they should have allowed me to, like, they should have put some blanket over John Cena so we could see him a little easier. But. Uh-huh. Uh, they didn't do that, so. I think we've killed that joke. It's okay. Like, it's it's <laughs> it's in the ground at this point. Um, so, yeah. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Moving on. Uh, I watched a little movie called Tell me about it. Casablanca. Casablanca? Uh, Isn't that like old? Yeah, 1941, or 42. It takes place in 41. Um, We're not going to talk about it here. We're going to talk about it on Gateway to Cinema, um, which we're not doing this week. Like we said, Aaron's busy. So join us next week. We're going to be talking about Casablanca, uh, and you can hear my thoughts on it there. Uh, Quick thoughts for all those people who are like, I wanted to know what he thought about Casablanca. I'm going to say... Five words. Five words. I, I'm just going to say, um, this might actually fit. I liked it very much. That's five. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can do anything better than that. So I'm just going to... I'm just going to slide back and... I don't know. <laughs> so, what else have you watched this week? <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, Love Song. Another 2017 movie. 
movie that's uh, free on Netflix. And yes, I'm going to stick with the free on Netflix line. Okay. Because I think it works. So. So, uh, yeah. Love song. Uh, Aaron's not here to make fun of me on my pronunciations, but I know you will. You will probably fill that role pretty great here. No, I'm just going to play it and be super uh, naive and be like, oh, yeah, that's exactly how you say your name. Okay. Sure. If you want to play it, that's fine. Uh, so this is with Jenna Malone and Riley Kiao. Yeah. Riley Kiao is in it uh, from Logan Lucky. She was in that. She was also in It Comes at Night. She had kind of a big year this year. Uh, wow. She was the wife of the stranger in that movie. So, uh, yeah, uh, she's a great actress. I'm very excited to see what she does uh, in the coming year because everything I've seen her in, I thought she blends into that role so perfectly. She's so different in It Comes at Night to um, Mad Max Fury Road to um, Logan Lucky to now Love Song. Are you saying that this woman is a great actor? I, I'm, Are you I, saying I, that she has a wide variety of movies that she's acting in? Are you saying that she can play almost any character? I am. I'm saying she, wow. she's one of the, she's one of the uh, actresses to look out for. She's good. Uh, and this movie, based on this movie, I'd say the director, So Young Kim, is someone to look out for uh, in her upcoming films. Uh, I, this isn't a movie I'd recommend to you, David. <laughs> I, I'm, I'd recommend it to Aaron. Uh, this is a slow movie. It's only an hour and 20 minutes. And I don't use slow as like a derogatory thing in this way. Uh, because this movie takes its time, and it's best when it's taking its time. There are a couple scenes that I felt were rushed and a little awkward, and that's where the movie sort of drifts for me. <clears throat> but there are just the movie just starts quietly. There, there's not much to it. It's just this uh, woman and her child, and okay, it just it's. The whole movie is basically quiet. There's no, <clears throat> there might be a couple scenes I don't remember too well, but <clears throat> there might be a couple scenes with score, but overall it's just a quiet movie uh, with, that looks speak more than actual words do. Um, and that's just another testament to how great these performances are from especially Jenna Malone and Riley Kiao, I believe is how you pronounce her name. Uh, so... I'd recommend it if you like movies like Moonlight. Um, Which I haven't seen. Yeah, you should watch Moonlight. I think Moonlight is a lot more accessible than a movie like this. Um, this movie, I think, is only going to appeal to a few people. And I was one of those people, I think, because uh, this movie messed me up. <laughs> I was like, no, man, that's cool, 2017. Just keep, just keep emotionally destroying me. That's fine. Um, so that, uh, but yeah, it, you know, take a chance on it. It's free on Netflix right now. So if you don't like it, you know, figure it out. Here's, 
Don't like it. You, it's I'm, free, according to Jake. I'm just saying, figure it out is all. Take take your brain, that big brain of yours, and say, do I like this? And if you say no, then don't watch the rest. It's up there, though. Uh, I think it's in my top ten still. I shifted some stuff around. I put, uh, I watched a video on YouTube of uh, Jordan Peele, like, talking about fan theories about Get Out. Um, I... Yeah, I saw that on Facebook. Yeah, uh, and it made me like reappreciate that movie again. So I moved it way higher up. Uh, I think when we come to these end of the year lists, like you're probably going to be seeing a lot of on the internet pretty quick here. I know I'm working on one. Um, Aaron works on the errands every year. Um, when we come to and, these, and the David and the David, there is the David. Aaron plus David. <laughs> The David changes every year, though. Oh, it's not going to be best animal performance? Maybe I'll add one. Maybe every year I'll add a David. I'll, I'll slowly start taking over the... like becoming a parasite on Darren's award show. Um, I, I like the idea of it rotating, because I couldn't really think of any great animal performance from this year. I would have to dig deep. I'll have to look at it. I mean, you'll, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Is there a dog? The deer, the deer from Get Out. <laughs> okay, I thought you were going to say the deer from A Cure for Wellness. And I was going to be like, no, there's no way. <laughs> That's not even a real deer. Um, there's the one from Get Out. Yeah, no, the Get Out one, yeah, that's fine. I also found what? out Jordan Peele did the, did the voice of the deer in that movie. He made the... Noise or whatever. <laughs> like, he did it in the video, and I was like, oh my god, he did do that. <laughs> and now I don't think I'll ever be able to watch that scene the same anymore. I'm just gonna picture <laughs> Jordan Peele in a, in a um, deer costume. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not. Okay. Uh, but as I was saying, <laughs> as we come to these end of the year lists, uh, there's a lot of movies that I have not seen since January or since uh, February, March, the, the, those early months. So are you going to have to go back and rewatch them? I'm going to try to rewatch some of them. I have seen Get Out like four times now. So I don't think I would want to rewatch that one <laughs> again this year. I might wait on that. But another one. Another one. Another time to watch it. But uh, there are some ones that I'm going to rewatch, and that's the thing. Yeah, a lot of these like Get Out that I had moved down with time, just because I saw a new movie and I'm like, I like that new movie. I like it better than Get Out. And then I think about Get Out for just even a second, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that movie is really great. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we need to move on from that. We need to get more Get Out. I'm so excited to see what he does next. That is chill. Your fan? That's your fanboying for the night? Dude, well, I don't know if you heard. He's, he's doing... I don't know if he's doing... He is a part of the Twilight Zone reboot. Yeah, I we've talked about that, I believe. Okay. Yeah, so like that's a perfect 
that is a perfect place for him. Um, because I think without him, I'd be like, well, Black Mirror is really good and does what Twilight Zone did kind of better. There's only one episode of Black Mirror that I'm like, mm, I don't know about that, but Black Mirror season. I got five. you. It's uh, it's all it's all coming to a head. All the things I need to watch. So we're gonna move on right now. Good idea. Because that's all I've watched, other than another movie. I'm trying to think. Didn't watch any TV shows. Do, 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 scanning. I mean, I watched more Superstore, but they don't like it when I talk about that. So yeah, trash show. Not bad. It's good. It's a good. Uh, so, guys. <clears throat> recently, uh, you know, mm-hmm. we did the pass and popcorn segment where we gracefully retired it like we do with all of these rotating segments. We do 10 shows and then we retire the segment. Uh, and then we kind of just stumble into the new one. Yeah. So, we're stumbling into an old one today. Oh, a little flash from the past. Yeah, a little bit of a blast from the past. I'm having a blast from from the past. Nope, don't continue that rhyme. And uh, <laughs> I, so we're gonna be doing some. We're gonna be doing a blast from the past where we cast. Wow. Yeah. So we're going to be recasting uh, movies that already exist with uh, more. You know, with if we were to make a reboot of this movie, David, because our name the is, movie is oh our, our name. Well, my name is David. Your name is Jake. But the name of the podcast is Reboot Already Underway. <laughs> if we were to do a reboot of these movies, uh, you know, we'd need to use new people who are still in the game, people who would fit the characters. So. Today, we're recasting a little film we talked about during our Netflix book club. A little film called Pulp Fiction. Whoa, my voice just cracked. A little film called Pulp Fiction. Um, It's not a little film. It's two hours and 30 minutes long. But it scoots by, except for the butch stuff. But we're going... We've talked about Pulp Fiction enough. We're going to be talking about who we'd cast in a 2018 remake of Pulp Fiction. David, would you like so to start the first with character, Vincent Vega, the Vincent John Vega character, of course. I originally played by John Travolta. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I believe that Adam Sandler should take up the reins. Oh my God. As Vincent, <laughs> because I specifically want to see Adam Sandler in that dancing scene. We're already back to Adam Sandler. We haven't... We've been... We haven't been in this segment for more than a minute. And Adam Sandler is opening up, baby. He's permeating the... uh, Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. Interesting. You could could kind of see it. You're like, oh, it's awkward. The only... You know what? Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. He's he's a tad old, but... You know, they, they can young him up. <laughs> they'll CGI his face. <laughs> like in Star Wars, they'll be like, yeah, this works. Yeah. Okay. Jake, what about you? Well, who would you have play Vincent? I'd cast James McAvoy. 
James McAvoy right now is about the same age that uh, John Travolta was when he played Vincent Vega in the original. And uh, I just feel like recently he's proven he's got some great acting range. He can uh, do a lot of great things. He was great in, uh, what's the name of that movie? I, I'm stalling. Split. I can't think of the name. Split? Uh, yeah, he was great in Split, even though I'm not a big fan of the movie overall. He is great. He has a lot of range in that. Uh, and he's really great in Atomic Blonde this year. Uh, but in those movies, and in like every movie, he plays someone so serious. I'd like to see him have a little bit of fun. You know, Vincent Vega, you know, it's a serious movie, but like in all Tarantino movies, their main characters always are cracking jokes. They're cracking one-liners. You know, they're having a good time. Kind of wild. Kind yeah. wild. Oh, man. <laughs> I think I just shot Marvin in the face. <laughs> like, I could just see James McAvoy delivering that line. <laughs> So I uh, <laughs> you see Adam Sandler and then he clicks and then he just rewinds it. He'd be like, "Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I just shot him in the face." <laughs> Have I never done an Adam Sandler voice on this show? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm not gonna keep doing it. It's turning Scottish for whatever reason. So that's my pick for Vincent Vega. Uh, oh, yeah, we vote. I forgot we used to vote on this. It's yeah. just the two of us. I vote mine. I vote Adam Sandler. Oh, I vote mine. <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard when there's three people. No, it's hard when there's two people. Because the I, I want to convince Aaron to come to my side, and then you'd be, like, super mad, but, like, it work. <laughs> you know, I'm going to vote for Adam Sandler just because I want to hear his voice in that scene. Hey. Okay, so Adam Sandler... Is playing Vincent in this movie. The next character. Yeah, Jules. Uh, played Jules. by Samuel L. Jackson. David, who you got? So, and I already know I have Aaron's support for this. I believe that Damon Wayne should play Jules for I Major Pain. A little on the old side. <laughs> So is, so is Adam Sandler. You, okay, but he well, we're having an older Vincent and, and Jules in this movie. Yeah. Okay. All right. He, Make your he can go, You can grow out the hair, that big, sh- like those shaggy curly locks. Mm-hmm. He can do it. I've seen him do it. And I, he would be great for that big monologue. When he's quoting the Bible, and like he, he'd be perfect for it. Just the way he can deliver lines, the way he acts, the way he just is as a person. Like I've seen his acting chops. He's got great acting chops. This, this is his role. Hmm. Okay. I think you're gonna like my choice. Right. Again, I'm going a little younger. I'm trying to fit within the original confines of the role. How about Donald Glover for Jules? I I do love me some Donald Glover. Now, Donald Glover, great actor. Not been in, like, great movies. He's had a couple. He's in The Martian. The Martian's pretty good. Uh, But then, like, he just hasn't had the chance to really stretch his legs in a role. Of all the roles in Pulp Fiction... Jules, Jules's role is by far the sh- 
showiest. There's a lot to do there. There's the Bible quotes. There's the scene in the diner later in the film. Um, there's a lot to do there. There's a lot to work with. And I think giving Donald Glover that opportunity to, you know, stretch his legs, really feel out the different uh, scenes, the different ways to play that character, I, I just don't think there's a way to go wrong with Donald there. What do you think? I, I found my weakness. I love me some Donald Glover. <laughs> All right. Donald Glover it is, as Jules. Now, Mia. Mia Wallace. Uh, this one, I was having a really hard time thinking of. But I then, am too. But then, one just popped in my head. I'm like, yes. That is the perfect choice. Tell me the person. She's making the, the runs around the... Uh, what am I looking for? The Academy Awards. You know, she's been in a lot of uh, cri critical... I can't speak. She's been in a lot of prestige pictures as of late. I think this is a way for her to, again, stretch her legs. She's always playing good girl characters. What if we had her play Mia, Mia Wallace? I'm talking about Emma Stone. Emma oh, Stone. She fits the age. She also, I think the closest... Maybe you can get to her being like a Mia Wallace character is in Birdman, which she's not really like Mia Wallace. She's just like a troubled teen, I guess, is what you'd call her in that movie. Young adult. But she's smoking weed. She doesn't really the smoke weed in her, her movies. Super bad, maybe. I don't remember. They probably smoke weed at one point. And uh, I just think that would be a nice way for her to try something a little different. She's playing a lot of the same type of roles. Now, she's doing great in all of them, mind you. Emma Stone, you're a great actress, one of the best out there working right now. I'm just saying, maybe we, you know, try something a little different for once. That's my uh, pitch for Emma Stone in this movie. So, would you like to hear the counter pitch? I would, love, I would love to hear a counter pitch. Let's talk about the not critically acclaimed TV show, NCIS. Oh let's, no, I know exactly where you're going. Let's talk about the girl in the lab. I don't know her name. What's her name, Jake? I, have, I don't watch this show. Either. I don't watch the show either, NCIS. but... You're joking me. NCIS cast. Oh my god. We're doing it on the fly this week, guys. We are doing it I, on the fly. Everyone, everyone who knows, I don't know who it is. I don't know what her Come name on. is. Let me see. I'm finding it right now. Polly Polly Perret. Sure. Polly Perret from NCIS. She's the girl working in the lab with good old Donald. But she looks exactly like her, and I feel like she could fill the role because she is a very interesting character in the show. Like when I watch, when I'm like flipping through channels and I see NCIS come on. How often is this, by the way? <laughs> NCIS is like always on. Yeah, like, that's true. That's true. My grandparents watch it literally all day. <laughs> exactly. 
It was not even that good of a show. How, how do some shows like that just survive? Dude, they watched NCIS, CIS, CIS, Las Vegas, like all those like weird shows. Ew, ew that's awful. Yeah, but, all of them. Bones. Well, at least Bones is a little bit different, at least. Scrubs is, but, like, Scrubs is a comedy, but they also yeah. watched that. <laughs> Reba. They love Reba. But basically, she's the she's the one that always stands out. Okay. I'm like, wow, like she's interesting. She can she can kind of act. She's cool, mm-hmm. so that's why I choose her. I mean, I'm gonna stick by my guns on Emma Stone on this one. I'm gonna stick by mine. So we're gonna have to call an Aaron. All right, we're gonna have to call. On... <laughs> Do you think if we call right now, Aaron will pick up? Probably not. We're gonna make a call. Are you ready? <laughs> Yeah. We're calling in a celebrity guest. Aaron Hahn. Here we go. Ready? I'm ready. Is it going to go straight to voicemail is the question? Uh, no. I don't think he's going to pick up. But he might. He's like, I, he's like, I told you I'm doing homework. <laughs> he's not going to pick up. Just text it to him. It's going to be... Nope, don't say the number. <laughs> um, is... Do I call him again? <laughs> no, they're not calling him again. Just, just text him. Text like, for, for, this, for this character... Okay, for, for Mia two. Wallace, you all are coming along on this ride with us, guys. For Mia Wallace, who is better? Emma Stone. Or you gotta, the girl you gotta in the lab. The spelling of this. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if her Just name is it. Polly. I don't know if her real name is Polly Perrette or her real name is Abby Siutu. S-C-I-U. Or girl from or NCIS. lab girl from NCIS. <laughs> Sorry, girl from NCIS. He's gonna be so like, why are they doing this? All right, so we're the jury's out on that one. We'll come back to it. We'll we'll ring back around, and we'll uh, we'll get Aaron's insight maybe. Uh, so Butch. Uh, I gotta figure out who Butch is. Uh, originally played by a uh, guy, guy from <laughs> Bruce Willis. There we go. I couldn't think Bruce of Willis, alright. I'm going with, I couldn't really think of one. We don't really have like a Bruce Willis of this day and age. And he also has to be like a boxer, so like he can't be old. <laughs> so it's like, how do you even pick here? Uh, but I picked Josh Brolin. <laughs> Just because, just because Thanos kind of looks like. <laughs> I choose Rick from Rick from, from Pawn Stars. Stars. Do you have a real pick for Bruce or for uh yeah Butch not Bruce? Uh, Butch could be played. Butch could be played by. Uh, he's in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, the guy who plays Drax. Yeah. Uh, Dave Bautista. 
Desmond? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that pick so much better. We're going yeah. with Dave. There's not even a fight on that one. All right, good. Dave Bautista. Uh, Aaron, just as a just as an aside on this one, uh, if we're calling you during the podcast, uh, don't be afraid to pick up, you know? <laughs> I don't know why I'm calling Aaron out right now. But, you know, it, I don't know. I don't even know what I was going to say. Sorry, Aaron, for calling you. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so, Marcellus Wallace. David, who's your pick here? Okay. He's in White Chicks. I don't know. He's everyone's favorite person. I don't like that. I'm forgetting his name. Uh, what's his name? I don't know. He's a... I don't know this movie. He... You say yours first. <clears throat> My pick might be a little... Hmm... He might be a little old for it, but I think no one does imposing, imposing, terrifying, like James Earl Jones. You're telling me if you heard the voice of Darth Vader as uh, as Marcellus Wallace, you wouldn't just be shaken in your boots? You wouldn't be like, oh man, Marcellus seems very scary. See, I went from a very different perspective. Oh, I chose Bruce. the... Lovely Terry Crews. Dude, Terry Crews is a great choice. That's a perfect choice. I know because he, because like Terry's got like the wild eye. You know what I mean? Like, like he when he wants to like snap, he can like, and he's so big and intimidating. I'm telling you, Terry Crews. Yeah, Terry Crews is perfect. Um, Thank you. So that one wasn't even a wasn't even a question about that one. Uh, So next. You're going to love this one, and I can already tell. So the wolf, the fixer in the movie, where they're like, hey, uh, we need to... Oh, also Ving Rhames played uh, Marcellus. Forgot to mention that. Uh, in, in Pulp Fiction, where they, you know, they need to get the car cleaned out from blood, and they're like, we need to do it this quick before uh, Quentin Tarantino's character's Jimmy. Jimmy, that's his name. He's gonna be all racist and put on the N-word. Yeah. yeah, that's why I didn't pick one for Jimmy, because I'm like, I just don't even wanna... <laughs> I don't wanna do this. Um, so yeah, he's that character. I'm trying to figure out who played him, but he's so deep in the IMDb cast list. It's like, come on, dude. I just want to see who you uh, are. I think I may have a little bit better. I have a pretty darn good choice for this person as well. Uh, Harvey Cattell. Uh, please. Uh, who, who, who do you have? The man made his return to action movies. He's also known to play Qui-Gon Jinn. Oh. Liam Neeson. Can you, can you see Liam Neeson showing up, fixing the problem, having a little bit of stash? He's, he's older now. He fits the part. He is. It's a nice slick bike hair. I I want to see Liam Neeson save the day. Drink the drink the little coffee or the tea or whatever he drinks. Now, I like your pick, but I'm about to blow it out of the water here. All right. Yeah. Have you heard of a little man, and I mean little, named Danny DeVito? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> give it give it to Danny DeVito. Dude, if he 
perfect though if you just picture him in that scene where he's like, now I'm gonna need you to do this, you to do this, and I'm gonna need yeah. you to wash off. Like Danny DeVito fits perfectly in that scene. Like love he's it. Made for that role. So Danny DeVito, you're going in to the role here. Uh, you're playing the wolf. So moving on from that, uh, we're looking at uh, who's first. I think it's the pumpkin. Pumpkin? Okay, pumpkins first. Uh, of course, the man robbing the, uh, conven not the convenience store, the restaurant at the beginning of the film and the end of the film. It's a movie like that. It goes all the way around. It's a full circle kind of thing. D uh, David. <laughs> Who you got? Also played by Tim Roth. Sorry, I forgot to mention. Um... I know exactly what I want for this movie. I would like Michael Fassbender to play Pumpkin. Ooh. Okay. You know, because you got that gritty, like, look to him. He can do the facial facial hair. Mm -hmm. can do... I, Michael Fassbender's a good actor. He just hasn't had the best movies recently. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Yeah, so, nice. I, it'll be a nice, like, smaller role for him to get back on his feet. Alright, I feel that. I feel that. How do you feel about Charlie Day. See, you're. Can you just keep going? Everybody, put your hands in the air. <laughs> you're pulling on my my heartstrings. Pulling out. Yes, put Charlie Day in the movie. <laughs> Can I, you just see him? Like I like when I pictured that scene. He looks a lot like Tim Roth to begin with. Like they look yeah. really similar. Um, but just putting him in that scene, that character is so over the top. Putting Charlie Day in there, who is a great over the top comedian, I think it works perfect. What do you think? Charlie Day. Charlie Day it is. Now, to Honey Bunny. David, who you got? Of course, I got the woman robbing me. I got. I have to look up Honey Bunny to make sure I know what she looks like. Okay. Yeah. And uh, um, so you can go first. Amanda Plummer. Oh, uh, so my choice. Uh, a woman who has made a bit of a comeback in uh, TV shows, at least. I don't know. I don't know what her last movie has been. Uh, but Winona Ryder. Now, for starters, things are getting strange. She and Amanda Plummer look quite similar, but from Stranger Things, she does this perfect, like, cry face slash, like, kind of crazy look to her, and when I was thinking of, like, who can do, like, a really good crazy eye, like, you're gonna be like, I'm gonna, I could shoot up this restaurant at any moment kind of thing, I'm like, Winona Ryder, I think she fits there. I'm feeling it. You're feeling it? But I see. I'm just trying. Who do, who do I want there? That's, that's my problem. I really don't. Don't know. Yeah. Give me. Give me. Britney Spears. When she broke down. That's, that, that's what I want. 
go to the past. Or are you saying we need to get Britney Spears to break down again? And then... No, no, no. I need to have her shoot everything when she shaves her head. Like, she shaves her head in the parking lot or whatever when she has her kid, holding her kid. Have someone pick the kid up, and then she shoots all the scenes. Okay. And then, and then she goes and gets help. Okay. Now... Not really, not really uh, something we can do in real life, but I, I don't know. I don't know where to go from that, really. So are we just, what are we doing here with Honey? Uh, that's, what, that's what I want in the movie. Okay, I'm going to write, I'm going to write Britney Spears. And then it'll just be an implied when she was having her breakdown. Yeah. All right. Britney Spears, then. Uh, Aaron has still not gotten back to us on Mia Wallace. So, well, we got a director anyway. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, I was trying to get the cast solidified so we could get, like, a director that really works with this cast. Um, but that's fine. That's fine. Only one character missing. I think we can... Uh, so now looking at our cast, we have Charlie Day, Danny DeVito, Terry Crews, Adam Sandler, Donald Glover, Dave Bautista, all comedy actors, except for Britney Spears. I mean, Donald Glover does more than just comedy, but he is very much the, com- or the comedic relief in a lot of his movies. Uh, so who do we want to direct this comedic slanted uh, film here. Seth Rogen. Oh, we're going the Seth Rogen. Uh, I forget who he does all of his movies with. Chase Franco. No, no. He, there's someone who writes and directs all of his movies with him, and I can't remember what his name is right now. Oh, you could, or Evan you could go Goldberg. with the Evan Goldberg is his name. Oh, you could do the Ben Affleck. Uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon combo as well. I mean, I feel like Ben Affleck can do some stuff. He's I, a great. You said he's a better, better director than he's actor. You would say. I I agree, I agree. You know that's that's an interesting choice. You throwing out Ben Affleck for your choice? Sure. Okay. Um, throw Benny out there. Out because I feel like it's hard to really pick a director until you know who the cast is. So. Hmm. I think we're gonna go with. Who works? Who works on a large scale? All the time. George Lucas. Oh my God! Could you imagine? He's like CGing stuff all over the place. Steven Spielberg. Everything um, goes boom. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Guillermo del Toro. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've, I've never seen any of his movies. So you should. They're very good. Um, Guillermo del Toro, Shit. much like Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino is such a visionary director. You know, he, he sees something in his head and it just comes to life. I, I feel like there is very little studio interference in any of his movies, especially recently. Guillermo del Toro, again, Shape of Water. has been able to do a lot of that type of stuff. Yeah, Shape of Water. Uh, Crimson Peak. Um, he did Pan's Labyrinth back in the early aughts. He did Devil's Backbone at that same time. These are movies with 
large scale on a small setting. And I think that's kind of what this movie is even, too. So I'm going to say Guillermo del Toro. You know, he's uh, made all of his money, and he's like, you know what? I'll make a couple more million dollars. And he just decides to take, uh, take up the reins. What do you think? All right, so wait, no. between Ben Affleck and Guillermo... I mean, I don't really have a good reason for choosing Ben Affleck. So I feel like we should go with El Toro, my favorite tequila. We can go Del Toro. Now, I yeah. will say, if I had to make a case for Ben Affleck, I'd say it's that when you look at a movie like uh, The Town, um, that's a movie that makes Boston feel like a real-life place. It's a living, breathing area. Um and if he could translate that in Pulp Fiction to making L.A. its own sort of character as well, that would add an interesting layer to this movie that I think uh, is sort of missing. Not missing, because it doesn't need to happen in Pulp Fiction, but that would be an extra layer that he could bring to the remake. Um, hey, we got a message from Aaron Hall. says it's way too easy to tell whose pick is whose. All right. Well, we need a Mia Wallace, Aaron. So just pick one. <laughs> we all right. Here we go. Um, we need a Mia. <laughs> quick. No thinking. Quick. <laughs> uh, it do not know empty space. Well, we got. We're talking to Aaron over text message internet. Sorry. Yeah, Aaron just decided. No, I'm not going to answer the phone. <laughs> Aaron, if you listen to this, you're just going to text me and be like, wow, I hate you. <laughs> you're just really uh, putting me on blast on this episode. This has been a short episode also. <laughs> We've only been going an hour. So, uh, hey, casting segments we get through our topics. Always take, yeah, we do. Casting segments always take a while too because we have the whole voting process. But I'm excited to be back doing these. Um, we've seen a lot more movies since a year ago, basically, when we tried this. Um, so I think we're going to, you know, really be able to bring some new stuff to the table. Aaron's not going to respond. So let's just go through our cast right now. Uh, Britney Spears as Honey Bunny. Charlie Day as Pumpkin. Danny DeVito as The Wolf. Terry Crews as Marcellus Wallace. Adam Sandler as Vincent Vega. <laughs> uh, who is replacing Travolta? Uh, Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler. Tell him. Tell him. Uh, Adam uh, Sandler as Vincent Vega. Donald Glover as Jules. And Dave Bautista as Butch. Um, Del Toro is going to be directing this sure to be masterpiece. How, like, uh, what's the budget that we're gonna that we're gonna give him? Um, do we always do budgets too? We don't, but we can start that if that's something you want to start. All right, so let's first look at the budget for the original Pulp Fiction. Yeah. I'll look that up right now. You keep you keep tabs on the Aaron Mobile. Uh, oh, you know. Um, it, it, <laughs> Aaron voted NCIS girl. It is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We don't know uh, your name, NCIS girl, so I'm so sorry. But you're playing Mia. We have confirmation. 
<laughs> my man. <laughs> um, so what was the original budget of the movie? Looking, okay, yeah, looking at budget. Okay, so Pulp Fiction. Guys, isn't it great that we can't do this show without deferring to Aaron? <laughs> like, we have to have him here. Even if it's just him texting us, we're like, uh, uh, <laughs> what do we do without him? Uh, so, uh, the original budget, why can I not find this? There we go. Was $8 million estimated. So, We'd have I to am... boost that nowadays. So, I'm gonna give them $8 million and all of Donald Glover's record sales from his last album. And we're not gonna be able to agree on a budget, so I'm gonna give them... I gave him thirteen million. Yeah, like yeah. Whenever we do the segment, we can just all throw out what we personally will give, and then just call it good. I got you. you. I'm gonna give him thirteen million, and added on to that, we're going to sell props from the original film, and then we don't have we don't have rights to those props. No, we do. We're just gonna steal them. I don't know if I mentioned that. We have the right to steal them. Okay, good, good, good. So I'm going to do that. Uh, yeah, so that's the casting segment this week, guys. Uh, Adam Sandler is our Vincent Vega. <laughs> I mean, what more do you want from this show? Uh, guys, let's move on to the bad movie of the week. David. The movie that was so bad this week. That Jake and I watched today. Mm-hmm. Yes. We bought it straight from the director himself, who yeah. also included a possible sell of underwear. Yeah. Yeah. So when you. Let's just open. Let, well, let's say what the movie is first. The movie's The Room. Yeah. So I bought The Room. And wouldn't you know it, I open up the Blu ray box. Inside, I find a headshot of Tommy Wiseau, which on the back allowed you to order underwear that Tommy Wiseau is selling. Is that not like a dream that uh, all fans... It's one of those kinds of dreams. I don't even know where to start. Uh, the so, room. So we watched the room. Big. Yeah. I have not enjoyed laughing at a movie like that in a long time. The movie's I'm god bad. awful. The movie's awful. Yeah, the bad. acting. Like J- Jake pointed out, there's actual screen tearing on a Blu ray. Yeah. It's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. It's one of those things that, like, if there was a small screen tear, maybe, in, uh, like, a big movie, and it's just, you know, it's there, and maybe you just wouldn't even notice it. It would be one of those things no. that just it flashes by, you don't even notice. But this movie, there's so many of them, so frequently, and I'm like, this isn't the Blu-ray. Like, this is their actual movie that is just broken. Like, whole scenes are out of focus. <laughs> like, it, it, they just didn't know what they were doing. So, 
one of my favorite things about this movie is that they decided to change or they had to recast some people in the movie, but they just don't tell you that they recasted them. So like halfway through the movie, you're like, who is this person? And then like there's a psycho there's a psychologist in this movie. Yeah. And then at the party psychologist with us. Paul, what's his name? Phil? Paul? I, I have no idea. But so supposedly, I don't know what happens. He must have quit or something. But then all this new guy's there. And I'm like, who is this guy? And Jake looks it up on his phone. And he's like, oh, that's supposed to be the psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> no acknowledgement at all. I'm it's so horrible. Because he starts talking to everyone like he's best friends with them. And I'm like, we have literally not seen you at all in this entire movie. Like, why are you here? Um... I just, what can we say about The Room that hasn't been said so frequently already on the internet? One of the most talked about bad movies of all time, probably, um, if not the most. Uh, there's a quote that I like to think of when I think of this movie from- a Hi, YouTuber. doggy. Yeah, hi, doggy. Hi, doggy. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, that's a good quote. <laughs> There's a quote that I like to think of from a YouTuber uh, by the name of Ralph the Movie Maker, who he talked about this movie once, and he called it the ace of movies. And I like this idea that an ace is the highest and the lowest card in a deck at any given time. So it's so the, it's the best worst movie. <laughs> yeah, so it's like so bad, but it's also the best. <laughs> like, I just, when I heard that, I was like, yes. That's a that's a good description for this movie. Um, Tommy was out, uh, bad actor. I don't think that needs to be said anymore. But bad director. Yeah, bad writer. The the, the pure amount of sex scenes in this movie was very unneeded as well. Yeah. The very long, drawn out. <laughs> Aren't there like seven? There's like well, oh, there's six. There's six. There was almost six. seven. Do we count Almost the time seven. he's writhing around with the dress? Yeah, like when he was like in his emotional state, sober state, he like started dry humping the dress. It was really weird. Yeah, so we'll count seven then because come on. Hat two halves. Um, yeah, so that happens a lot. Like there are like five, four or five within the opening 20, 30 minutes of the movie. Like for the whole beginning of the film, it's just sex scenes. <laughs> like, really gratuitous sex scenes. That, um... Not tasteful. No, they are shot, like, in the smuttiest way possible. <laughs> they do not care. It's not like, hey, we're gonna try to make this romantic. It's like, hey, hey, mm. <laughs> That's my smut voice. Can't tell. Oh, God. Um, so, yeah. That's bad. I just... I, who, who? All right. Here's something that I don't think is ever talked about about this movie. But who do you think the best actor is in the movie? I would say it's her friend. Uh, Lisa's friend. Oh, Lisa. Lisa. Lisa's friend? Yeah, she actually, like, tries, I think. And there are some scenes where I'm like, okay, this is kind of good. Not not kind of good. It's kind of passable. passable. <laughs> yeah, like I don't want to die watching you act. So Yeah, I, I guess I would have to also say it's Lisa. 
Lisa? Sorry, that Lisa's friend. <laughs> I'm like, Lisa's person. horrible. Lisa might be the worst. Also... Worse than him? I... I don't know. I did, I did not hit her. <laughs> They're, like, what? really close in horribleness. And... Alright, you know, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to her. She might be a good actress. It's just that the material that they were working with was so bad. I don't think Tommy Wiseau could ever be good in anything. So I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to uh, Lisa. Remember the face? Oh, I do. Uh, there's like a scene, and this is probably our, would you say it's our biggest laugh in this movie? It's up there. Uh, there's a scene where these people we haven't met yet break into Johnny and Lisa's apartment and just start having sex. And the dude's face is one of the strangest things I've ever seen put to film. Like, Not the yeah. show. It's just strange. Yeah. I yeah. I don't even... We can't replicate it for you here on the podcast. But just look up. Like, I'm sure it's in, like, a best things of the room or whatever. Like, you, just look it up that way. I'm sure you can find it. It is horrible. It is... What is he doing? It's I, I doubt he was taking it seriously in that scene. And I bet you Zac Efron plays that character in the movie. Oh, that's true. I bet that is definitely Zac Efron. Um, I thought it was like, and then there's like minor things like the characters go on a run and like they start like they start out wearing like sunglasses, like a hat, and then next like shot like the hat's off and then the the other guy has sunglasses on. (laughs) Yeah, it was the loft visor that we were. I was like, "Where's the visor?" (laughs) Um. I think maybe the most egregious part of the writing of this movie is just how frequently the mom character comes into and leaves the apartment. <laughs> it's like all the time. <laughs> she comes in I, for a quick conversation and then it's like, well, I gotta be going. Like, why are you here? <laughs> like, why are you even visiting if you don't have time to visit? There are like things that are implied to be in the same day where she comes and goes frequently, and it's like, are you you're kidding, right? Also, the line, eh, well, the results came back. I definitely have breast cancer. Nice little bomb just to drop, right? I was cracking up. Like, what is this? <laughs> She's, like, way too happy about her diagnosis with breast cancer. Did I say brain cancer? She has breast cancer. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Any stand, any more standouts for you, David? The entire movie's a standout. Like, <laughs> I, I think we should just put it to rest. I, Can't wait to I, see I, the disaster artist. I, I have more questions for you, though. <laughs> so, what? Just give, indulge me here for a moment. Okay. Okay. How did you feel about Mark's story? Did you think it was a funny story? Mark's story. About the girl who gets beat up so bad she ends up in a hospital on Guerrero Street. And uh, Johnny laughs. Oh, yeah. It's real funny. Haha, <laughs> 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 funny story, Mark. 
Hani storage card. Continue. I also this this birthday party that was thrown. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what the character was thinking. Like she was like dancing, grabbing, and like making out with her like the best friend yeah. at the party in front of everyone in front of everyone and then when when her boy her husband to be literally comes over and confronts her like what are you doing mm-hmm. she's like nothing you don't get to know i was like this doesn't even make any sense like why would you do that here like and then uh, i also love how he sees them dancing like all like sexually like on each other at that party and then the very next scene she's on the phone with someone he's like who are you talking to (laughs) it's like obviously she's talking to him like i don't know but but before that they like he goes oh yeah meant nothing by it and he's like oh okay i'm sorry and like helps him up and then like then he gets shoved over again yeah and then it's like yeah because she wants me it's like oh i'm gonna shove you over again yeah, there's a lot of shoving in this movie. No actual like, fighting. Tons of sho- shoving. The one guy accidentally gets shoved into trash cans. And I don't know how that happens. Like, right? Like, it should. It doesn't make any sense that he gets pushed. Also, um, Mark smokes marijuana and becomes violent. <laughs> because that's what marijuana does to people. Yeah, thank God the government told me that. Yeah, reefer madness. He went mad. Like it's uh, all right. Now I have one more. Th- I have one more thing I need to ask you about. Later. How do you feel about Denny? Denny was the, the creepy eighteen-year-old boy, right? Mm-hmm. That they oh, adopted, yeah. mm-hmm. but he like wanted to watch them have sex, but like was in love with. What's her name? Lisa? Yeah, yeah. I honestly thought him and Lisa were going to have sex. Like, at the rate that the you sex know, was happening. I I was actually with you there. <laughs> because it was happening a lot. I also thought he was, like, underage at first. Like, yeah. Because he seems, I don't, like, really young in this movie. Yeah. I don't understand how... Like, the drug dealer, like, goes, where's the money? And then they go, what kind of drugs? He's like, it doesn't matter. Like, and then they're just, oh, yeah, you're right. It doesn't matter. Like, you're not my mom. Like, yeah, okay. So then that lady just meets Denny, the scene before this. And then she's instantly, like, so invested. She's like, what kind of drugs? (laughs) It's like, dude, you just met this kid. So confused. I... It's a bad. It's a bad movie. I think we can maybe all all agree on that. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's gonna be the end of the bad movie of the week for this week or forever. It's we're never coming back. What can trump the room? Nothing. Just kidding. We're gonna keep this going. What do you think of some kinds of fools? Maybe uh, Aaron also watched it this week of course he's not with us but i'm sure he will be giving you his thoughts uh during the what have you been watching segment next week indeed so let's move on to the fault 
in your stars. This is, of course, the segment where we go on to Flickster. Then we uh, find a good review for a bad movie or a bad review for a good movie. We take out all the spoilery bits, all the things that would give it away as to what the movie is. And then we throw it out there. Then we see if the other two people can try and guess what the movie is. This week, David. Yes. We've got a one, or no, 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 sorry. Not even a one star. A half star review. One of the most overrated movies of all time. Not as great as people say it is. This feels like a B movie that got messed up on the editing floor. They don't say messed up, but we can't say that on the podcast. So. That all? Yeah, I, I have another one, but do you oh, okay. have any guesses so far? No, I don't. Not, not as, all right. It's, it's just an overrated movie right now. Uh, well, it's a really good movie, but like, like these B people movie. think it's overrated. Feels like a B movie that got messed up on the internet. Like a, like a, like the letter B or like that like an animal B. <laughs> it feels like the B movie. <laughs> like oh, it's the B movie. That no, doesn't no, no. the fact that I actually have to ask that question it says that there's something wrong with society. All right, I two stars. Sorry. I finally managed to watch Blank's infamous Blank. Perhaps my personal opinion will contradict most reviews, but I found it to be absolutely insane. There's so much going on, and yet not enough in the long dialogue sequences. I just didn't get it. Is it Thor Ragnarok? No. (laughs) No, you're not really even in the same ballpark right now. Oh, boy. All right. All right. Final one. Ready? Mm-hmm. Easily the most overrated film I've ever seen. They capitalized that. Some mildly amusing dialogue and scenes, but the storyline is paper thin and extremely patchy. Just do not get what the fuss is all about. Is this a recent movie or is this an old movie? No, it's not a recent movie. What? This is not a recent movie. Oh. Oh, is it Elf? It's not Elf. Booty. It's a little movie. I didn't have very good ones. It's hard to find people on the internet who trash this movie. It's so beloved. Pulp Fiction. (laughs) Oh. I was like, uh, I guess you can kind of get it. Like, it is supposed to be a B movie. That's the point of it. (laughs) <laughs> but people obviously didn't like that about it, I guess, for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Internet. I couldn't live up to standards. I, to be fair, I don't think I would have gotten it either. <laughs> so yeah. it was a difficult one this week for all you hardcore Fault in Our Stars players out there. If you got it, tell us about it. Email us. Yeah. Look. Email us at rebirthrightgmail.com. Hit up us up on the Twitter. Yeah, uh, this has been episode reboot already underway. Whoa, whoa, what? <laughs> this has been episode 81 of reboot already underway. Uh, if you want to find us around the internet, you can find David at dbex with two S's 15 on Twitter. You can find me at Jake underscore lace on uh, Twitter, uh, Tumblr. J- just Jake lace on Tumblr. It's not Jake. It's Jake underscore lace on Twitter. That's it. 
If you want to find Aaron, who's normally on the show but wasn't here this week around the internet, he was here in spirit, and also he gave us our meal, Wallace. So thank you, Aaron. Uh, yeah, if you want to find uh, him around the internet, you can find him at Little Flame Dude on Twitter. This clever blog name is already taken at Tumblr.com. I don't believe he's working on anything. He's been doing them projects. Mm-hmm. He's busy boy. He's busy. He's busy daddy. <laughs> I'm bringing it back, David. Boy, oh boy. Boy, (laughs) Please tell me you're not listening to this. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, if you want to find the podcast, you can find us Twitter at Reboot Already Underway, uh, Facebook at Reboot Already Underway. Um, Of course, go on to SoundCloud and iTunes. Give us a subscribe or a like if you like what we're doing around here. Uh, And also leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, it can be five stars. That would be great. I wouldn't complain about that. Uh, yeah. And, of course, you can always send us an email at Reboot Already uh, blah, 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 blah. You can always send us an email at RebootAlreadyUnderway at gmail.com. I made it into a song because that's how I remember things. Guys. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Uh, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, hopefully you're excited for the casting segment to be back. I know I am. And join us next week when we're going to talk about our recasting of The Bye-Bye Man. Goodbye. I got to keep the tradition alive with Aaron. We're not going to be recasting The Bye-Bye Man. I just, he's not here. Uh, I see, I would call him. I wanted, I wanted one week without it. I, w- I, would, <laughs> I would call him and have him say The Bye-Bye Man, but he's not going to answer. So, anyway. Goodbye, everyone. Have a good week. And remember, no gateway to say.